The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hi, it's Stephanie Hansen, and people are heading outdoors in droves. We've been so cooped up, I've even started running again. But don't forget to put on your sunscreen. The sun's rays are stronger than you think right now, and you need your sunscreen. If you want clean products that are better for your body and better for your local lakes and the planet without all the harsh chemicals, your Lakewinds Co-op has you covered. Their quality standards mean that skin and beauty items have no parabens and no triclosan. They ban dozens of ingredients, and every item is carefully evaluated before it's allowed in the store, your cart, and your home, so you can trust what's going on your skin. Co-ops do all the work for you, so if you purchase from them, you aren't having to stand in the aisle reading all the labels. And at Lakewinds, as the weather gets nicer, you can protect your skin and get clean products that are safer for you and safer for the planet. If you can't visit Lakewinds, visit your neighborhood food co-op. Lakewinds food co-ops are in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, Richfield, and you can find out more about their clean sunscreens at lakewinds.com. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are We're here. going to sing talk the whole morning. What if we had an opera version of the Weekly Dish? It'd be real it interesting. Be, people would absolutely run in terror, I think. Well, I might run in terror, too, because that's just a lot. You can sing, though. I can sing, but I can't opera sing, and I can't talk <laughs> sing for a long time. I don't think. <laughs> Never actually tried it. I'm not going to count you out on anything. I, know. <laughs> I think you could do it. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of the dare kid. Let's be honest. I am the dare kid. I absolutely like, mm, I'll do it. I totally am that kid. Well, I've been doing videos pretty much every day, fully, no makeup, not you, washed. I was going to mention that only because... Same shirt, third day. <laughs> when we look back, when we look back on the pandy, will there be a moment where you're like, God, did I do that? 100%. 100%. Yesterday I did a video... I was wearing the same shirt that I had worn for three days, and I was so sitting there. people think you're doing it all stacked at yeah, the same nope. time? No. I was sitting there watching the exercise video of the people from my gym. I wasn't <laughs> doing it. I was just drinking coffee watching it. I picked up one weight, <laughs> lifted it up, and then muted and sat down and drank my coffee. But then continued to watch it yeah did that like in your mind make you feel like you were working out were you like sitting there watching them go like okay no squat squat and then you're thinking okay squat squat." i'm just like Uh, oh i should really get up and squat uh, i think it would make me feel so much worse to watch it (laughs) but it was that was sort of like penance like because i'm so lazy oh my god that was so great yeah it was a real that's like when you're ignoring your phone like someone's calling and you're ignoring it but you stare at it anyway like you're not gonna answer it yeah but you're gonna stare at that call there's a few people in my life i do that (laughs) you guys i'm not gonna lie there's a lot for me (laughs) and you're just like oh i I don't have that kind of time there are a few people i answer every time actually my mother is the only person that whenever she calls and my phone rings and it says her name she's the only one i answer every time even jake now i'm like never answer you do answer me now more since the pandemic (laughs) 
<laughs> which I appreciate. You used know. to never call back. And then you'd well, like, text you do, me, you, did you call? Like, n- yeah, I left you a voicemail no, no, if no. you just listen. Your your voicemails, I'm always counting on you for leaving a voicemail. And I love that. If I can't get to your to the phone and you leave me this long voicemail, which it usually is pretty yeah, long. I say what I need. And then we have that moment. I'm like, okay. And I, my, my friend Marta, whose birthday it was just recently, happy birthday, Marta. Um, she also is that same way, leaving the voicemail and other friends are like, Hey, call me back. I'm like, no, that oh, was a lot yeah, of work. No, that is no I bad. actually dialed into my voicemail to hear you say, call me back. No. Yeah. No. I you need say more. what you need yes. and you move on. That's a salesperson though. Yeah. Like I never can talk to the you in person. So I'm going to tell you what I need. If you are interested in what I need, you'll call me back. If you don't, that's fine. Yes, this is true. And sometimes I'll just say, and just call me back to tell me you don't want to do this or right. you're not interested. Or yes or no. Which is fine. Well, and I also like appreciate people who give me a long explanation and then say, text me this or text me that. Like execution. Boom, boom. Yep. I like it. Very handy. Um, You guys, we have to start out with something that was really kind of interesting. I don't know if you were like on the Twitters last night, food people of the world, but there was a fight going on. There was a serious Twitter feud, and it wasn't even a Twitter feud. It was actually just played out on Twitter as I was watching it. But it's between our favorites, two of our favorites, Allison Roman and Chrissy Teigen. Did you, did you, you're going to click into this. Okay, so what happened was this. What happened was Allison Roman gave uh, an interview to this little magazine or whatever, to this site. And in it, it and was... Allison Roman is the New York Times right. writer. She's written a book that we really like. Fancy. Stephanie's interviewed her. Yeah. No, she, I've I've sat across from her while she's been eating pho at Quang. And she's, you know, she writes for the Bon Appetit. She writes for... She has that nothing fancy. People love her. She's the Instagram star. She just re- recently, she was cooking with, Chris, or with Katie Couric and, mm-hmm. it, you know, it blew up. Whatever. So <clears throat> here's the thing, though. She's kind of known as like the anti-Martha Stewart, right? A little bit like, and people keep always call her the millennial Martha Stewart. And apparently that bugs her, which we found out in this interview. Um, This interview was interesting because it really talked about her business model. Like what's next? And like, how do you take this massive popularity? And it's very clear that she's being extremely open and honest. Like she's, to me, it sounds like she's had a glass of wine and <laughs> in this interview or two. And she talks about how, you know, because she's saying how my popularity may be huge, but I'm not like a funny thing is I'm not making any money right now. And this has always been my interesting thing about how your Instagram numbers don't necessarily match your actual mm-hmm. profitability numbers. Right. So her whole thing was that she goes off, but then she goes off on two people who she feels are sort of not the model she wants to go for. Cause everyone's asking, are you going to do a, like a sponsored post? Are you going to sign up? Are you going to have a lifestyle brand? Are you okay, going to become goop? I have to clarify cause I'm confused and I think the listeners are confused. Okay. Allison Roman writer for the New York times journalist also does a lot of their recipes has had two successful cookbooks. Yes. Has these opinions about these lifestyle people like a Chrissy Teigen, who also has a lot of Instagram followers and has written a book. And she's judging that. And I'm going to tell you what she's going to say. OK. OK. Because she is a paid journalist for The New York Times. So she does have like a job that yeah, she's yeah, making yeah. money. Well, at. She has books and she has a job and she has. Yeah, she has two books out. She has okay. a job. Yeah, she writes for The New York Times. She writes for Bon Appetit. Got it. So and she's covered in all these kind of things. And that's exactly it's a good point. She's just saying she's not making 
like as much. I mean, everybody in journalism has been also squinched, right? So you're sure. probably not. She's probably not getting as much. She can't. I'm sure she's just as frustrated about that because she can't Book do like lifestyle gone. brand extensions. And... No, no, no. She's saying she doesn't want to do lifestyle brand extensions. Got it. So the the crux of the of the article is this guy asking her, "What's next? How are you going to take this popularity? Got it. And what are you going to do for your life and make money and move on?" And her whole thing is, well, and so she starts on Chrissy Teigen. And she basically says, you know, what Chrissy Teigen has done is so crazy to me. She had a successful cookbook and then it was like, boom, line at Target. Boom. Now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers where it's just like people running a content farm for her. That horrifies me and is something that I would never that I not something that I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that. So she kind of rips into Chrissy for like you know, rolling her brand out. And then she calls, the worst thing is that she calls her uh, Instagram a content farm, which Chrissy had a lot more followers on, you know, before anything. And if you look at her Instagram, it's not, I mean, it's her, it's clunky. It's weird. It's her, it's her and like three people. She didn't hire that out to like a firm to do that. Okay. So, uh, and then she goes in, the worst part for me is actually what she said of Marie Kondo. Because then she goes in to says the idea when and we on the Marie Kondo is a woman who said who basically simplify your life by getting rid of stuff, just things that don't mark joy mark in your joy. life. Right. She says the idea that when Marie Kondo decided to capitalize on her fame and make stuff that you can buy, that is completely antithetical to everything she's ever taught you. Roman said, referring to her online store where fans can purchase household items like crystals and storage bins. Um, I'm like, damn, B, you effing just sold out immediately. Someone's like, you should make stuff. And she's like, okay, slap my name on it. I don't give a blank. I mean, she just basically reduced Marie Kondo, who, by the way, is is a Japanese woman who is like, the. this is not what she's about. Like, she's not about, like, take everything and throw it away and simplify. She's about finding the thread of the things that are worth to you. It's not about throw everything out and then here buy my stuff. So she just reduced it down to something that it, it isn't. But then kind of, I mean, she basically throws her under the bus, right? Why is so, Alison Roman so jealous? So this is the question. I think she's sitting in her tiny Brooklyn apartment. I think she doesn't have the big dollars. And I think she's venting right now. And yeah, this is a problem. She like a jealous little troll. Um, and here's the worst part, of course. Those are two. Think about all the women that you could have bashed in the scene, like in the food sphere. You could have gotten after Ina. You could have gotten after Goop. You could have gotten. No, the, the fake people. The goop. Well, but I mean, Martha Stewart. I mean, you. she parlay, She did yeah. all of this stuff yeah. that she's saying. Do you think Martha Stewart writes her magazines, for God's sakes? No. So she did all of this stuff, but no, she went after two Asian women. <laughs> two mm. women of color who built their brands by themselves. Yeah, it didn't even really occur to me. I know, and this is the problem. And so she's sort of... So, you guys, the Twitter sphere, once Chrissy Teigen got onto it and was sort of like on her Twitter, put out that she was really hurt by it. And then, and here's the biggest part, you guys, Chrissy Teigen loves, loves Alison Roman, sure. has, has been a fan. Um, she signed on to be an executive producer on Alison Roman's coming up TV show. So... That's probably not going to work out so well for Alison Roman, who was bitching that she was supposed to be there filming her new TV show right now. Instead, she's stuck in her apartment. I think this is where the pandy gets a little tight. I think this is where Alison Roman was, you know, like just in a tiz in her apartment, locked down and frustrated. And she lashed out. And boy, is she paying for it.
So Chrissy Teigen went on this long Twitter thing and everybody was like saying, you know, basically asking Alison Roman to apologize. And of course, she didn't at first. <laughs> she just said, you know, this is not what I this is. You know, I just was talking about what I wanted to do and what my model was going to be like. And of course, the idea is like, well, did you have to trash two other women who are trying to make their own way in this world? And so, as women, yeah, we have done that and yeah. tend, tend to do that. Should not keep doing that. No, but it was it was it played out on this on the uh, on the in the socials in a very interesting way. She did send an apology, but I guess it's pretty much too late. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. And of course, I mean when you think about the followers that Chrissy Teigen has, the the millions of them versus Allison Roman, who's still. I mean, a journalist. As for much the New York as we Times. know, because we talk about her, because we're in the food sphere, she's not. Like she's many people had to Google her to find out who she was for this. So it's all petty. It's so petty. But the thing is, is I what I do is I will tell you this. Having sat across and then we have to take a break. But having sat across from her and interviewed her as a journalist, I can tell you that this is a woman who just speaks. She spins. And so she's just as a woman who just speaks and spins sitting across from you. Yes. Your words have meaning and you have to take responsibility. And she should have. She should have. She should have absolutely done that. So that's the that's the feud. If you guys want to look at just look at Chrissy Teigen's Twitter, because that's like where it all plays out. So it's kind of fight, fight. Yeah, fight, fight, fight. All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Mother's Day, fun stuff, ideas, and ideas about cooking. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. Here's my weather report. Eh. <laughs> it, uh, eh. it, it is. Is so, it second winter? Is it third winter? It's okay. I was going to get my hanging baskets and my stuff. Yeah. And I have a strategy for when I can get them. I go in at 801 as soon as the hardware store opens, I'm, I, cause I have the hardware store by my house has these specific baskets. I have a very shady spot. You have a little local hardware and store. And it works just for that shady yeah. spot. And my baskets look the best of anyone's cause they're for shade. Yeah. They're begonias. And yeah. They're hard to find. Um, but so I was like, I saw them out there and I was like, I cannot go. I need to wait. Yep. I'm telling you, it's a, this is a perfect day for a kid who's working at Otten Brothers because it is cool and it's like, there's no sun beating down on him. So he's going to scoop mulch and have a great day. And so I'm excited for that for him, but I'm probably going to head that way direction too, because I need to figure out usually mother's day for me is I, the kids come over and we work on my yard and we burn stuff. And I think we might still, I don't know, because my yard is pretty big and my children who are in town have been completely and utterly you know, sequestered. So I don't know. We're talking about it. Um, Speaking of Mother's Day, I did put a thing on the Facebook page and we haven't had a little Facebook question in a while because um, I don't have a lot of creativity lately. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've used it all up. Because by the time I get here on Saturday, I'm just a little crispy. And so, you know, sometimes that happens. Um, But uh, I wanted to put out something out there. And so I did ask you on the Facebook page what your... What's a kitchen memory that you have that reminds you of your mother or your grandmother or your bonus mother or a mother that you respect? Remember, or, you know, maybe it's you as a mother. What's a kitchen memory of you and your kids? You know, maybe something like that. Um, Well, I'm going to give you one of my grandmother, actually, um, because I I uh, I was thinking about it in terms of um, how 
I used to go to my Oma's house when Oma is, of course, my mother now, but like my Oma was uh-huh. my grandmother. And we would go visit her in Michigan. And um, I would sit on this very specific stool in her kitchen that was like, you know, like a flip top, you know, kind of a thing. It was like a chair, but then you could flip it up and it was a footstool. Sure. And I would sit and it was always right up next to the counter where she was cooking. So I would go and sit on the stool and then and we would just sit there and I would talk to her while she was and she would slip. And there was the drawer right next to it was where the gum was kept. So like I'd open the drawer and there's always double mint gum. So if I eat double mint gum, it's always for my Oma. And then she would be cooking and she'd be running around and I would always try to kind of follow her. And then after she would be talking so fast, which is where I got it, you guys. And she would then come over and put like $20 in my pocket. Cute. (laughs) And she's like, don't tell anybody. This this is just for you, and she would give me this big sweet you know smooch. It was just like she would just do that, oh, and it wasn't so about cute. the money. It was just about sitting there, you know. But I mean, it was always so funny that that it was just like all of that was a moment of if I could if I could find one of those stools, I would absolutely. It was like a yellow, like a yellow padded sounds stool. Adorable. Here was mine. Yeah, um, my mom had this old stand mixer, and she would on sometimes special weekends, I guess, make pancakes. And she would make them in the mixer. Yeah. I don't know why she'd make them in the mixer, but she would. And so she's mixing the batter in the mixer and I'm sitting there and I had made a little nest out of Play-Doh and I had made all these little blue, blue eggs that were inside the nest. And I put the nest on top of the mixer with the blue eggs in it. Oh, why I did that, I don't know, but it fell in. Yes. And it it tipped over and the blue, not the nest part, but the little blue eggs got into the batter (laughs) and I didn't tell my mom. Oh my God. So I scampered away. And then at that afternoon when we were eating said pancakes, people were like, oh, Blueberry pancakes, because there'd be these weird little blue salty Play-Doh eggs in the pancakes. Oh, my so God. I got busted that my nest dropped into the pancake batter. That is kind of amazing. And we still laugh about it. Yeah, right? Um, one thing I would say with my mom also, who is a great cook, but, you know, during the times when she was kind of, you know, when we were all strapped, you know, she was going back to school and, you know, it was after the divorce and we were all like, we were trying to just be three girls in a house which is always rough and and uh you know money was tight and and time was tight and so i remember that she was she we would come home and i'd be like well what's for dinner and she would have and she made like tuna salad and she put it on in this beautiful leaf of lettuce like she would try to make tuna salad fancy like a fancy dinner for us and then she was like i gotta go i gotta go to school and we're like okay but it was like we had a moment and it was pretty and it was always like in my mind Tuna salad on a big, like, fancy leaf of and lettuce. she did what she could. Yeah, and I, I'll never forget that, too. I mean, we had so many good times. So, anyway, you guys have started answering, and I love it. There's a lot of great things. Um, someone put up a picture of the their pan that Grandma Ella used to heat up milk for her hot chocolate. Oh, Like a little cute. blue pan. Right? Um, here's one from Becky. She says, Mom would be in the kitchen making her fried chicken and listening to swing music. Dad would be in the sunken living room drinking a Manhattan and reading the paper. I can remember every once in a while he would come in and grab my mom and they would dance around the kitchen. <gasps> oh, so cute. Yeah, that actually it. tears me Are up. Are you going to cry? So I sweet. know. I 
actually honestly oh. thought about if I should be reading these to you because you're going to lose your mind. Because I miss my mom. I know you do. Um, Trish, by the way, one of our favorites is, uh, she said, making rhubarb yellow cream cake with my grandma Tootie in uh, in the cabin kitchen. Diane says, Yum. I never cooked with my grandma, but she always had a freezer full of Cornish pasties and a cookie jar full of Ranger cookies. Oh. See, you guys, these are the things we have to focus on and remember, the good stuff like this. Because yeah. it's going to happen. back there. Yeah, and I also think, for all of you who are cooking with your kids during this time, and we've said this before, I think this is going to change this generation and how they see food. And the memories that they have of spending time as a family cooking. Yeah. No, I mean, it's so true. Um, so there. So that's there for you guys. I mean, definitely dip in and read all of those those comments. There's a lot of people who are commenting now, and I love it. Um, Mother's Day, obviously, is a big thing. It's Mother's Day is not canceled. <laughs> it is not. As far as all the other you know things that have been canceled, it's not. Um, and I think a lot of people are doing takeout for Mother's Day, which is yep. good. One of the things that this is actually one of the hardest misses uh, for restaurants. Mother's Day is the biggest food day of the year. Do you know this? No. You guys, if we think that New Year's Eve or Valentine's Day, Mother's Day is the number one grossing across the country from uh, the I nation's restaurant news. They reported that it is the number one grossing day of the year. So they're missing out on that, which is tough. Mother's Day brunch, obviously. Um, but there's a couple things that people were talking about, um, you know, doing for mothers that we can talk about later in the show. So we'll Great. just kind of get back to that. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Back to Weekly Dish. We're going to keep talking about Mother's Day. Yes. Because it's important. I've dried my tears. You've dried your tears. <laughs> I've cried like every week on I the know. show since this pandemic started. <laughs> but did anyone think you wouldn't? <laughs> I don't know. Do I seem like I'm sensitive? I, it's unfair Hope. to ask me that okay, because Hope. I sit do here I across like from you. Sensitive? Hope, what do you think? I don't think it means you're sensitive, no. like in a negative way. No. Like okay. I tear up, like she's tearing up. Yeah. I'm getting teared up. Yes. It's, okay, it's a thing. It just means you, my heart. Yes, yes, I think you're. I think you wear your. You wear everything right out in front. So if, three days in a row. <laughs> Dirty and stained. Dirty clothes. Well, you wear your heart out there yes, as well, and so like that's an easy get for you. Is it's you're, it's very quick. It's very close to the bone. So that's what I think, and it's not a bad thing. That vulnerability. Oh God, I can't do this. We're gonna get all too crazy. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we're gonna say that we love you and we love everybody. We, we love, love you. We I will actually, if I start to talk about her, I'm gonna. She's gonna go down. So I'm gonna keep going up. <laughs> Yeah, because you did a nice post about me last week. Uh, did I? Yes, you like took a picture of the broadcast tower because oh, right. you guys. I mean, yeah. we're like you. We're quarantined. We're homebound. Yep. We. It is a privilege to come in here every Saturday. I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have something to do today that means something to me that I love. So. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's and I know a lot. We've gotten a lot of sweet notes from you guys saying this is such a yes, we that have. we are good voices for you to, you know, kind of hold on to. And I really hold that as an important part of my life is that is something I need to be sort of service oriented. Apparently, that's what I do. Yep. So that's how we go. Um Let's talk a little bit. Okay, so if takeout is happening across the you know land, there's a lot of people doing takeout. I think we've covered a lot of them. So, and there's so many lists out there. I think we, I think every media person did a list about takeout to go get, including me. Did you do? Well, one? I did it on Jason's show. Oh, yeah. I didn't see yours. Yeah, it was last week. Oh, that's great. Do you have one that you would do that? Like, if you could get it right now, what would be your best one? Most of mine were kind of pre-ordered. 
Um, Most of them are pre-ordered. In fact, if you, I mean, I think we all have, just if you Google Mother's Day takeout, you can find lots of local ones. There's a lot of people who, though, you have to check because a lot of them had to, you had to order by yesterday. Yeah, I will say um, that uh, Red Cow and Red Rabbit have added brunch items. That, theirs is, but theirs are done. No, they have added oh, all new brunch items. For today, so yeah, you can still so get it. If you didn't get their box, that is done. Got it. But they have Eggs Benedict, the breakfast burger, they have stuff that's brunch worthy okay that you can just order because now. i was i was gonna bring i was gonna talk about them and i had to delete it, it because just i was started. like dang it it starts it I, starts i do weekend. love the fact that copper hen you know yeah. has not been open for takeout they've been on lockdown and then they kind of have popped up just to do mother's day brunch which is nice yep thought that was fun um and then i think for me um we, I think I would do, I would probably do, God, I just lost it. The one that I was thinking about. Oh, France 45, France 44, which yeah. we know I talk about a lot, but I'm, I would be excited to have like a picnic set from them. We have a question on the line. Okay. We have Joy. Hey, Joy, what's going on? Hi. Funny story. Okay. So I accidentally bought a five pound bag of onions <laughs> and I don't need that many onions. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what in the world I can do with that many onions oh please i got a whole list just off the top of my head do you want me to go first yeah yeah okay here is an amazing recipe that is so easy cut up like three or four of the onions put them in a skillet Mm -hmm. slow cook them with a little bit of butter a little bit of olive oil you're gonna very slow cook them until they get caramelized and it's gonna take about 25 minutes they're gonna be kind of a darkish brownish color then you're going to hit them with some balsamic vinegar so probably like i'd say maybe two tablespoons you want it a little saucy but not like a sauce you want those onions to absorb that balsamic vinegar toss that with pasta and parmesan cheese and it is life-changing when those you can keep too like you those can sit in your fridge you yeah, can put you those on put top them in of ice a burger trays and freeze them yep or I mean, like you can put them on top of burgers. You can put them into eggs. You can make it into a you know whatever you need. Yep, and you could freeze them and just pop them into little quarter cups for okay. future cooking. But that pasta is a game changer. I love that pasta. Yeah. Um, okay. I I would say also you can um you can cut them and freeze them. Yeah, you can freeze them. I was going to say that, and then oh. I th- I think you can also do um. I, I'm trying to remember what I did with like, you can basically, it's almost like a caramelization, but you roast them. Do like an oven roast on a dry pan with olive oil. It almost like dries them out. And then those, you can do those as like little chips and then you can dry them and you can chop them, you know, and then you can save them that way too. And you then add them just, into soups and everything. You can just cut them in half, drizzle them with olive oil and put them cut side down or cut side up either. Or I like them down. Cause I like that top to be real caramelized and literally just mm-hmm. roast them and serve them as a vegetable along meat. Okay. Or fry them. <laughs> or you could do like make instead of onion rings. I mean, you can make onion rings for gosh sake, if you wanted to, if you're having burgers at every time, those are delicious. Uh-huh. Or French onion soup. French onion soup I is the one. the best French onion soup. And they're all, it's all roasted. You yeah. fill up a giant pan with all the onions heaping with butter and olive oil and some yes. thyme. Ooh, that and sounds you throw good. that in the oven and you roast it at like 425 and get them all caramelized and roasty. And then you make your beef stock or have beef stock and then assemble it in the bowl with the cheese. With the cheese. And the that bread. sounds good. Okay. All right. All right. Can we also, help you, Joy? Thank you guys. 
Yeah, if you're going to, yeah, you can cut up the onions and just, I would put them in like one cup portions in Ziploc bags. And then you have your miso paste. They're they're not as great when they come out of the freezer. As long as you're putting, as long as you're not going to chop them again, like, because if you chop after the fro, that's just gets, it's like a little weird. But if you're putting them in chili or soup or. But I would chop them before, though. Yes, for sure. Chop Chop them them before. before. Chop, chop, chop. In one cup. Tapping back on that. Portions. Um, okay, that was good, Joy. Good luck on that. Okay. How do you accidentally buy five pounds of We didn't actually get into that. How do you accidentally buy five pounds of onions? I think sometimes when you order online, they oh. just show up with different things. Okay. And it's happened to me before. Okay. Um, um, what can you I gonna... tell you about the pancake board? Can you please? I'm excited Because I this. think this is an easy thing to do for moms. Okay. Like the whole breakfast in bed idea. You can get your kids involved. Can Okay. It's just you make pancakes. Yeah. Think of like a cheese board, a charcuterie board, but you have the base of it is pancakes. And then you have fruit around the board. You might have bacon on the board. This you is an Instagram thing, right? Little sauces. It is an Instagram thing. <laughs> little jars of sauce, like maple syrup, like different jellies. You could have creme fraiche. You could have peanut butter. You can have oh, this, is so cute. this all assembled and the kids can help make it and you can make it pretty and make it fancy. Can I tell you that the thing that I that is the most exciting for this for me is that I like to eat my pancakes with my hands. I do not want a big. You're a dipper. I'm a dipper. I do not. Well, I usually don't even have syrup. You guys, I eat them rolled with butter and salt. That's how I eat my pancakes. Yum. And so, um, and so, but I do. If I do have a little like ramekin of of uh, maple syrup, I will dip into that. Yeah. But I like to eat them with my hands. So this is perfect. Yeah. So make a pancake board. Get the kids involved. How cute! It looks fancy. I love it. Yeah. I'm down. We'll post a a picture so you can see some of these ideas. Um, You can make a rosemary syrup with just a little rosemary in your your syrup and then boil it a little bit to get the oils to release. Yes. Um, What about crepes? Do you ever make crepes? I love crepes. Crepes, if you want to. Um, My family, Kurt's family is from Montreal. So they make crepe every summer. And what we do is kind of a hybrid is we make pancake mix. And then we add egg to it. And that makes like a crepe because it's richer and it's thinner. If you've never tried it, it really works great. Okay. So make your pancake mix and add like two beaten eggs. See, for me, it's just, it's just eggs, it's eggs, flour and milk. So like, how are you, to me, it's like, it shouldn't be as, because if you have pancake mix, that's going to have a leavener in it. I don't know. We just add two eggs to it and it makes them, they're like a pancake, but they're, no, they're thinner, a lot thinner. But it's like a pancake still, unless like a super thin crepe, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of in between. Okay. Maybe like a Swedish pancake. Yeah, it is kind of like that, yeah. actually. It's yeah, a little spongy. Like the, yeah. Yep. Because mine is, my easy crep recipe is, the, and I, it's just the same thing I do every week, is six eggs, you know, six eggs, and then you throw in a cup of milk, and then you throw in a cup of flour. But don't you have to leave that sit overnight? No. No, because okay, it's not rising. In it's, Montreal, they make the crepe batter, and it has to sit overnight. So that's usually why when we're panic making... We just add eggs into pancake batter. Yeah, you know what? Here's the deal. I think, yes, if you want to release the gluten so that it's a lot softer, that's what that's going to do with the flour, and that's definitely going to be better if you do make it overnight. But I, in my life, the same thing. It's like, I would, I have a kid who looks at me and goes, can we have crepes? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to make them. Can and we have it's, Dutch baby pancake? That's my specialty. So that's the same. It's basically, my crepe is like a Dutch baby recipe. It's basically the same. If you put crepe mix into a hot pan in a 400 oven, it's going to boof up. Yeah. You know? Yep. God, that sounds good. Boof up. What about, have you ever made English muffins? No, but I love them. I know. Me too. I think I might try. 
Does that sound like I have some artisan bread and five that I've made that maybe I could. Well, here's my problem, too. I keep trying to think I can take that lump of dough and just do anything with it. I'm like, well, I'll just make this out of it. And it doesn't always work that way. (laughs) I've made some pretty good pizzas out of that dough. Yes. And when I I feel like I'm not going to get to it and I've got like two hunks left. Yeah. I roll them into balls and put them in the freezer. Oh, and then I take the ball out in the morning and just cover it with olive oil and let it sit on the counter covered with a wet kitchen towel. I have to re up my mix because I think I'm down to one nub. Yeah, and I think I sat there too long. No, it's pizza. Literally, just roll it up, little olive oil on it, throw it in the freezer. Okay. Then when you're done, pull it out, let it sit. How long can it be sitting there? Do you think? Like, I mean, it's been there for like two weeks, three it's weeks. It's fine. It's fine. Pizza. It will be fine. Pizza. I've gone a month and a half. Oh, okay. Which I wouldn't recommend, but I have. Okay. I'm going to try these English muffin recipes. I, people are making English muffins, and I feel like, why, why can't I? <laughs> why, little, why can't I? Um, I have to tell you that I also think a frittata is a good thing for a Mother's Day thing. I just want to make sure that we all get 100%. back on the frittata And world. a good thing for five pounds of onions, too. Oh, that's a good one. That would have been great. And quiche. Always quiche. Always quiche. I know that this world loves egg bake and so fine, have egg bake. But to me, I think if you add a little bit of like, you know, if you make it more quiche, that's more pleasurable to me then. Egg bake seems like they throw everything together and pour the egg into it and then that's it. Like there's no cream and there's no whipping and there's no. If you want a high quiche or like one that looks restaurant quality, you need to have cream. You didn't have cream for sure. If and you then, just have eggs, make a frittata instead. Don't try and make quiche. But if you use your hand blender, too, to kind of get some air into those oh. eggs, that is what I'm saying. That's I called a souffle it. mix. All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. When we come back, it is going to be the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, so feel free to give us a call. 651-641-1071. We can answer all your Mother's Day questions. We can give you recommendations for takeout to fit your needs. We have all the information. We're just sitting on it. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, which means you can call us and tell us or ask us almost anything. Uh, 651-641-1071 is our number. And we have Brian on the line. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm well. How are you guys doing? So, so good. What's going on today? Well, I missed part of the foraging conversation last week. Did you talk about cattails? Because no. In the 1970s, Yule Gibbons, the natural food guy, TV commercial mentioned cattails are edible. <gasps> that seems really gross. <laughs> well, I don't know how it's done, but he was the natural food guy in the 70s. Okay. So, and you have cattails. Right? I have so Thank many you, cattails. Brian. I'm going to be actually, I think, trying to eat a little hosta today. Um, Can I tell you guys <laughs> that that was a moment where... Mind-blowing. Oh, my God. My mom and I, I walked over to her. She's like, should we eat some hosta? I'm like, let's eat some (laughs) hosta because we can. I've eaten, like, a bunch of the hosta in my front yard. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I I actually mowed my lawn, you guys, yesterday. I know. That was a moment. I was like, this is where we are now. Here's a question that came in on the Twitter. My everyday pan is an 8-inch scan pan that I love. I've had it for five-plus years, and I need to replace it. I love the nonstick because I make eggs every day. Should I do scan pan again, or do you have a better recommendation? couple of things. I love my scan pan. There is another pan that's like a scan pan that is an all clad that has a hard andonized outer surface. Oh, but if you go to the scan pans website, because the scan pans can kind of lose their patina, it shows you how to re up the scan. 
So you can oh, treat it what? so that you can get it so that it's re-sticky. Okay. Non-sticky. Non-sticky. Yeah. So Stacy, maybe you don't need a new scan pan. I would go to the website and check it out. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I don't have a scan pan. I just, I, I always want to get one and then I forget to get, get one. I have them and I like them. I still need to get rid of a bunch of stuff in my kitchen, I think. I have a lot of pans that I don't use anymore. Yeah, know? we're kind of in that. Okay, for those of you, yeah. Arks Value Village just posted a video. They are now open and accepting donations. Oh and I know God. a lot of you have cleaned out your houses. Oh, this is huge intel. Yeah, so you can watch their Facebook video. It shows exactly how you do it. It's a socially distant drop-off. There is no contact. Um, I oh. think you maybe like pop your trunk and then they take it. I don't know because okay. I didn't watch the video, but I know that they're open for donations starting today. Oh my God. That's going to be a line out the door. I think, you know, as soon as I was just, I was just going through my rooms thinking about that. Um, 651-641-1071. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerned, you want to talk about Mother's Day, you don't want to talk about Mother's Day. You want to think about date night, all sorts of fun stuff. What are you planting? What's going on with that? You know who has um, curbside pickup? I forgot to mention this. Um, Chocolate Celeste. So if you're feeling panicky because you don't have something or Golden Fig is open and you can buy a box of chocolates there, moms like chocolates. Uh Uh-huh. This is true. I like chocolate. Um, I think that my mother say I'm going to I'm making my kid go foraging with me <laughs> in the woods. That's fun. Yeah, I think I was I told I was like, what are you doing for Mother's Day for me? <laughs> and Jakey is just kind of like, I don't know. What are we doing? Because, yeah, basically, I'm going to have to plan that. Uh, we have Kimberly on the line. Hey, Kimberly, what's going on? Hi. Happy Mother's Day to both of you. Happy Mother's Day. I um got one of those beer can things that the, for you your chicken. Just, yeah, yum. But I wonder what what else do I do to the chicken? <laughs> you rub it. Yeah, I would rub it with like a dry rub. Yep. Just and it can just be literally like uh, garlic salt, pepper, Lowry's. Yeah, a little seasoning salt. Where do you shop, friend? Well, I got this locally at Coburn's. Okay, so I think um, at Kowalski's, I know, in the meat section, on top, the top like shelf of the meat section, they have all these rubs. And they have Heather's Dirty Goodness there, which makes a great rub. They've also got a kind of spicier one called like Uncle Willie's that's locally made. Oh, yeah. But I would get like a spice mix like that and just put some olive oil on the chicken, rub it around, give it a little massage, massage in your spices, yep. set that baby on top of your can and go to town. That is my favorite way to cook chicken in the summer. Oh. And then how long does it take? And do I leave it on very low or one side of the grill? or We do low and slow. So I think if I'm guessing we do like 275 to 300, you probably want to temp it because you don't want to mess around with chicken, but we cook yeah. the crap out of it. This is like on the we grill? cook it for hours on the grill. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to go too long because of, I mean, it's going to get, how, it gets you go so, hours? It, we do it low and slow. It gets so crispy on the outside and I like well done chicken. It's delicious. Okay. And I got um, a very big one because I wanted to make more. I just, I like grilling things longer. Okay. So like a five pounder? It's actually seven. Wow. That's a (laughs) darn big chicken. Okay. I didn't even mean to get it, but it was between, or maybe that's what it cost. Maybe it was like a five or six. I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. You'll get there. Do you have a temperature thermometer? 
Yes, I do. Okay, so just temp it. Make that skin all crispy, low and slow. It's going to be delicious. And send us a picture when you eat it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Good luck, Kimberly. All right, we have Tina on the line. Hey, Tina, what's going on today? Hi. Hi. Oh, am I on? I'm in the other room. Okay. <laughs> um, I heard about you like doing a, like a bit of a misorder on Instacart or whatever you use. Yes, sometimes it happens. So, you get five pounds of onions. Yep. Okay, well, this is, I went to get one three and a half pound pork shoulder to make pulled pork for the first time in my life. Oh. In the but I ordered, it was my fault, four three and a half pound pork shoulders. Great. <laughs> so, so three are in the freezer and I'm going to give one to a friend. Okay. Good. So, and we don't even, okay, it turned out great. And I froze some. There's three of us in my household right now. So what do I do with the other two? What what else do you do with pork shoulder? You make a roast. A pork shoulder roast. Yeah. You just roast so it you instead put of pulling it, it, instead of braising yeah, it? Yeah, you put it in the oven. You make a little like olive oil, a little salt, a little pepper, get it all juicy. Put it in your oven. Cook it low and slow so it gets that bark on it. Stephanie is the expert at this. And then you can make like a chimichurri or a mojo sauce. Let me tell you, there's a, if you go, Chef Roy Choi, you remember, did you ever see the movie Chef by, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, with the food truck yeah, guy? Yeah, he makes the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can the make Cubanos. that, you can make that mojo pork and he marinates it. And I did this for, on New Year's. He marinates it in orange juice overnight and it is so good. And it is like, and then you slather it up with like oregano and all these great spices and so much garlic. And then you roast it and then you can slice it for Cubanos and it's amazing. Okay. So do you have to um, sear it first? No. Okay. No, no, no. And what is it? What do I look under Chef what? Uh, it's Roy. It's called, it's it's like Roy Choi. I'll find it. Yeah, we can it post on it. The, on the Facebook page but for Weekly Dish. It's on, he did have it for, if you look up Roy Choi Moho right here. Pork. Okay. So, okay, we do have Lonnie on the line, and we're going to take a break, Lonnie, but we are coming to come back because you have a comment about cattails. I can't wait. So stay tuned, you guys. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071.